Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good news. This time around, we've run as far away from Yandes as possible. No Yandes in sight this time, as we're taking a journey over the sea to China for our first ever Manhua. All on, that time I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends, and actually most of them were trash, but some of them weren't, aka the Trash Manga Friends Podcast, Twilight Wings. Episode 40, Woof Woof Story. I told you to turn me into a trash manga, not Fenrir. You know the drill by now. This is the show where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga. We dissect what's good, what's bad, what's trash, and whoopsie, uh, that was... I'll grab my coat. I am your forever host and should I so okay, Sean, joined by Hanshi Mike and Renchi Phil. How are you both? Recovering from that intro, because it, it was a ride. Because uh, you... There was this moment when you went, uh, woof, woof story. I'm like, that's awful. And then I went, wait, no, that's that's pretty much how manga be sometimes. What, awful? <laughs> just the titles of them just be like, oh, they just decided to put in random noises in their titles. All right, cool. It is truly a superior language. <laughs> and then here I am back doing this with you guys. For the 40th time, no less. 40, goddamn. So one every two weeks. I don't think we missed any weeks ever, have we? No, there was one where we, we did one in an off week. But otherwise, right, okay. So so I guess we've been doing this for 39 sets of fortnights. So. <laughs> Nailed it, buddy. Yeah, I'm very good at this. odd way to phrase that, Mike. But it's true. I'll save you the effort here, Mike. We've been doing this for about one and a half years. Ugh. Why? <laughs> I started the first episode so excited, so full of life, and here we are reviewing this piece of work. I was going to say, keep, keep it in, buddy. Keep it in for another Yeah, that's what two. I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I was going to say, this one's just a little bit different. So... It is. It is. Because as I mentioned, this is our first manhua, not to be confused with manhua. Yeah, we're not super clear on the term, so... Apologies if we pronounce anything wrong this this time. Ah, uh, no, I researched this one beforehand, and I'm oh, still okay. going to butcher it horribly. So, well, admitting that you researched it is worse because now you have no excuse. That yeah, but um, the pronunciations are so similar. So yeah, mm. generally on the show, we've mainly been covering standard Japanese manga or occasionally uh, Korean webtoons. However, this time around, we're doing a manhua, spelled M-A-N-H-U-A, which is a Chinese manga. And not to be confused, as I said, with Manhua, which has, you have to pronounce that H space WA as opposed to HWA, just to confuse you. And that's, uh, that's Korean traditional manga. See? Simple. Isn't the Korean one spelled HUA? No, the Korean one is spelled HWA. The Chinese one is HUA. Oh, okay. But you pronounced it almost identically. You literally, you pronounce them with the same, like, iteration. It's just one is two syllables and one is three syllables. Yeah, like we we are especially unqualified for this week's one because we are three white British boys with a passing knowledge of Japanese culture, let's say, and basically no knowledge of Chinese culture. So Nah, I I know a lot. Um they're led by Woody the Pooh and <laughs> Oh, getting political already. <laughs> Political. And I I'm sh- there are no other comments I want to make on China. <laughs> yeah, th- there is no comments that we would like to make since this is not the forum for it. I feel the comments already been made. No, explicitly wasn't. I, as far <laughs> as China's concerned, the comments been made. 
How's Phil? Fine. <laughs> Nailing as always. Phil. There you go. Always, always yeah. ten on the energy scale. I like, I like your response there in particular because it was kind of like defensive or taken aback or something. He went fine. <laughs> it's like, how dare you imply I'm not fine by asking that question? <laughs> Stall is fine. <laughs> how do you manage to inject so much defensiveness into a single syllable word? It's incredible. You just decide I'm defensive. We, we've worked with him for a year and a half, Mike. We're aware at this point. <laughs> we know what we're signing up for. Yep. And we knew what we were signing up for on Trash Manga Friends when we decided to do this series. So let's... Uh, no, I didn't. Lies. What, what did you think Trash Manga Friends was going to be about, Mike? Manga. Well, more <laughs> fool you. <laughs> So, this time around, we have covered uh, Battle Through the Heavens, and in broken Chinese, that's Do Pao Kang Kion. Emphasis on broken Chinese there. Mm-hmm. This is a Wuxia Manhua, which essentially translates to uh, action fantasy in this case. Uh, it started in June, this version of it started in June 2012. I believe this is adapted off a famous Chinese novel. But it's hard to say because when you try and Google this stuff, you get like lots of information on the various different things that have kind of spun off from it. So it's hard to figure out what its etymology is exactly. But uh, this version did start in June 2012. Uh, it's written by Tian Kan Tudo, who has written is writing a whole bunch of um, manhuas at the moment. But uh, this is their most popular series. And then the art is by Ren Ziang. As far as I can tell, this is their only work. You can read the web novel version, and I think it's a web novel version as opposed to the actual novel via a web novel. But uh, if you'd rather uh, watch this than read it, there are four seasons of an anime on it, which total up to about 60 episodes by uh, Motion Magic, which is a Chinese animation studio. Or there's a 45-episode live-action series, but I think that's more based off the novel rather than this interpretation of it. But enough of that essay. Phil, tell us all about Battle Through the Heavens, because I'm never using its Chinese name again. Sure. This follows the story of Xiao Yan, who was supposedly a genius at cultivating at martial arts, but then suddenly three years ago lost all of his power. How strange and utterly bizarre. It then suddenly turns out that a ring of his mother's that he wears as a memento was draining all of his power because it had a ghost inside it. And now that it is free, he can once again prove to the world how great he is. And that that's our story. Yeah, um, before we really go on with this, we are going to get a lot of pronunciation and just probably um, mythological or societal references wrong feel free to correct us if we do but we're just going ahead with like the knowledge of these things that we have especially the pronunciations feel free to correct us but this episode will be like a month in the rearview mirror by that point so um yeah so yeah (laughs) it's more correcting for future episodes yeah if we ever do a future if if you could ever drag us back kicking and screaming to the world of manhua oh my god yeah because this one sucked this was fucking tragic. It was yep. <laughs> just crap. <laughs> yeah. Like I've 
I don't think we've ever read anything that like it's so weird that we get such a a panoply of emotions going across these because you think bad is bad, right? But this one's just crap. <laughs> like it's not. It I wouldn't describe it as trash. I wouldn't describe it as rubbish. I wouldn't describe it as boring. I wouldn't describe it as insulting. It's just crap. It's it's like stuff happens, but you don't give a shit, you know. Frustratingly garbage. I think was my. <laughs> of it because it's just because, uh, everything is so subpar <laughs> it really is yeah like nothing quite makes it to the point of why do i give a shit i don't care about the characters i don't care about the writing or the world the art's pretty mediocre even though it, it's yeah. in color <laughs> yeah i was gonna point that out as well it's like the art normally we say if art is in color then it hasn't an innate advantage over black and white stuff because you can inject more emotion into it, etc. The art in this is just kind of bad. Yeah. Like, it really does look like a 14-year-old drew it who's only been, like, drawing for four years. Yeah, my interpretation when I thought, sorry, and to give them credit, I did then look at, like, a late, like, a strip in the 300s because this has, like, over 300 chapters and they've gotten better. But, um... It, it read, very much read to me as like, you know, when you go into a shop and you're like, I want to draw manga, so I'm going to yeah. buy one of these little books that tells me how to do it. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what this is. I don't think it's quite that bad. I... No, I, I think it is. I think I agree because it's like, it's technically fine, but it's amateurish is what yeah. it feels like. I know what's happening. Yeah. It just doesn't look good. Which and it's just immediately off-putting from the outset because, yeah, like this. Technically, this is an isekai. Technically, I I debate that. But, yeah, we uh, we had a bit of a discussion before we started recording on this point because there is like a single panel, single speech bubble lip service to this being an isekai. I mean, the first two pages. Sure. There's very little one or two service. lines that could vaguely imply that it's an isekai, maybe. There's, there's no vague about it. Straight up says two of us didn't pick up universes. on it, and I've read it twice. So no, I'm going very and straight vague. up says other people become great heroes when they go to alternate universes. Great, no... that's not proving isekai in any way. <laughs> it's saying he is in a different fucking universe. <laughs> no, this it's not. The... He can't get more <laughs> He's describing other universes. He's not. I could describe other universes. I'm not from one. <laughs> yeah, but when they go to, implying he has gone to another universe, Sean. <laughs> my point was. My point was. This is the crux of the conversation we were having beforehand. By the way. And my point was, like, technically this is an isekai, but that is so completely irrelevant to this whole yes, story. Yes, I, I will Even agree with that. Even if it's true. You could just rip out any reference to it being an isekai. I mean, you'd only have to change two lines. Yeah. Because, yeah, here's the thing. When I was reading it, I mean, I read it, sorry, and then we're about to record this, and Phil says, uh, this is an isekai. I'm like, did we read the same thing? <laughs> and, yeah, we did. It's just, it's basically irrelevant. It is irrelevant. I fully agree on that. Me and Phil had a discussion the other day, and it was like, ah, oh, do I do it like not to give give the away for down the line, but like, ah, oh, do I make the next one an isekai as well? And uh, <laughs> in my head, I was like, what does he mean as well? <laughs> like, it's a fantasy one, and it has a lot of the isekai trappings. But in my head, I'm like, this isn't this wasn't an isekai. It's an isekai. 
I, I imagine what happened was uh, the author artist turned this into an editor and they went, mm, it's great and all, but can you make it an isekai? That's what's selling. Like, oh, no, because no, it I'll started before page. Isekai Boom went off, Mike. Oh, damn. This was well, mid-2012, case... which is when Sword Art Wait, started airing. Is this the, is this the original Isekai? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because, I mean, you've got stuff from the 80s. Got Hack, and... Digimon, Raya. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're saying this, this is at the same time as Sword Art, so maybe... Maybe this started. Maybe this Sword is what Art caused went... the boom. Yeah, maybe Sword Art's like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> I will say, having read other similar things, mm-hmm. not all of them do this, but you do occasionally get things where it's like, ah, oh, this is an Iskat, and then it's, it, it's not. I mean, we've covered plenty on this series where it's like, it's an Isekai, and after five pages, it's no longer an Isekai. Yeah, like just irrelevant. He got truck guns. Let's forget about Earth now. Yes. In fact, most isekai, I would say it's 90% of them are like that. I think the big difference, though, is this just doesn't even in any way interact with the fact they are from another world, where at least in some of the mangas we've read, you get the whole, oh, I can make soap or something. I I don't know. (laughs) know, It's probably not in any way. Can I read that one? I'd love a soap making isekai. I I actually believe that exists already. Yes, it is quite a common thing where, again, probably not in any of the ones we've read, people go, oh man, I really miss Earth. I'm going to make soap. And then everyone goes, oh my god, what's this soap thing you've made? (laughs) I was reincarnated in a fantasy world and started Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. And then ruined that world. That's what happened to us. I'm pretty sure there's a social media isekai, and it's... Well, there is one with when they have smartphones, right? That's a different one. I know there's one about social media in another world, and it's like, why would you introduce that horror to them? The point was was more like, at least in like the stuff we read, you know, you you get them going, oh, I'm going to make this thing I remember from Earth. And everyone's going to go, oh my god, that's amazing. You're like, there's this food, which is pretty much always Japanese, because of course. Because it's usually a Japanese series, yeah. Yes, because, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's the greatest food ever. Why have we never had this before? You know, you, you get that sort of lip service to it, I guess. Whereas this, it's just, he's from another universe. The end. <laughs> if that. Never, never, <laughs> never, come, never comes up again. Yeah, we, we are still not, uh, still not clear on whether or not he actually is. I'm not convinced. But... I think that could just be a fan translation thing. <laughs> I think given the fact you are looking at the universe in the first few pages as he's saying this, I'm going to say yeah. I'm also going with he takes the time to actually mention it otherwise yeah. otherwise it's a completely irrelevant random out of nowhere statement yeah be like when people reincarnate into other worlds they get really oh, strong. this like, this uh, series isn't full of those mike oh definitely just not random no. <laughs> statements that then never come back again i'm gonna get an evolving skill never mentioned again <laughs> maybe not in the two yeah. lines we have read but it then why be- bring it up got a got to lay foundations sean Foundations on. I'm gonna say one thing in passing. Hope you remember that in five years. There is a severe amount of this story. Uh, sorry, I tried to make the air quotes as audible as possible. There is an underlying narrative. I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much of it that gets kind of mentioned and it never goes anywhere. 
or go somewhere and then when you get there you're like that's it <laughs> that's the payoff I it's it's flashbacks to the gamer where they just set up all these things and then there's just no payoff and then Phil's like oh it gets paid off later don't worry I'm like it hasn't yet <laughs> yeah how much later yeah because that's a that's a big problem because in this one it, um I didn't even pick up that um his power was being drained by his ring at first like I had to go back and reread that because it legit sounds like he's he starts this thing by saying I was a genius three years ago and now I'm not <laughs> or like I lost all of my powers it's like oh yeah wish we could have seen that but all right <laughs> just all right this is a full-on tell don't show gotcha i'm not so mad about that what gets me is they go like ah oh, so my powers have been like this guy's been eating my energy essentially for three years and then he comes back and he doesn't immediately go back to what he was it's like because um... like the entirety of the two volumes we've got is him essentially starting from scratch and very, very awkwardly and slowly through all the mechanisms that they describe this universe has, very slowly builds up its power again. So many world mechanics. Yeah, like this really does feel like Chinese take on the gamer because yeesh, without it, like without the video game. Part. How dare, I'd rather read the gamer, how dare you? I'm going to preface this with that's not specific to this series. That is a very... Oh sure, what's your cultivation novel? Thing. Oh no, I get, I get, like from your descriptions of other uh, manhwas in the past, that this is very much more how like China likes to do this genre of story. Yeah, this is their genre, effectively. It, it, it is. You have all these tears and skills and things. Oh Christ, yeah. the tears! Oh my God! Like mm. obviously, like some of it, I understand. Some of it will be is a cultural thing, like. I, when they're going on about, oh, the ranks are like heaven, earth, black, yellow. To me, stupid. Probably to China, makes complete sense. Yeah, I'm willing to let that go purely because, yeah, it's probably a cultural thing. It's just when they then start throwing it on, then there's like upper and middle and lower, and then there's these other scales where you go from one to nine, but you can also be high and low in those. Like, I just keep it simple, please. Again, pretty standard. It's way too convoluted. <laughs> They also talk about how people gain these skills, and apparently anyone in this world can gain these skills, but you need to get all of these myriad of ingredients to make elixirs to then, you don't drink them, you have to put them in water and slosh around in them. And Oh my god. It's like there's so much in this. And they're like, oh my god, I got a the black mid-upper skill. This is the, the greatest... It, uh, fuck, I've lost track of my own point there. Hold on. Uh, sure. Sorry. No, it was more... Easy sorry, to do. Oh, yeah, 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 easy doing this series. It's more like the amount of times in this series where they're just going ape shit over a skills tier. It's like, <laughs> ah. Yeah, I went to the market and I spent 5,000 coin, gold coins without really knowing how much that's worth. I guess it's a lot on this thing, this monster core, because apparently there's monsters in this world that you never see. It's monster core that can. It's a wood core, I guess, and that te that teaches me this. But it's a really low level skill, so don't buy it. But I'm gonna buy it anyway. What the? F All of this is just so much meaningless dreck over nothing, essentially. Yeah. Like I, I understand 
now why there are so many manga out there that say, I went into the woods and came out a year later with more power. And that's the entirety of the backstory you get. Because that's preferable to this shit. Well, the thing oh. is, so you bring up, like, the wood... So, like, one of the arcs of this is that for one of his magical potions to help him get stronger and get his strength back, he needs, like, a wood spirit core. And we're told these are essentially rare drops from monsters. Like, an adventuring mm. party might get them when they kill the monster. Which but, we never um, see. Ever. Yeah, we, like... So you think, ah, right, so he's going to go out and kill one because these are rare. No, we don't do that. But, uh... So then what happens is it proceeds, and as it turns out, they're like, they can't find it, it's like it's rare. And then this rival guy from some other family, because there's nobility in families in this as well, of course. Oh, yeah, that, we'll get to the political subplot <laughs> oh, man. at some point. But he has it, and he's trying to offer it to the not-girlfriend character. And you're like, ah, I see. So this is going to be, like, some cunning game of wits here, where he outperforms him in some way and gets that core, and then that's how this is... That's how they're going to get it. And then, no, uh, he just buys it off a random shop at the end of the chapter. He sure does. Like, but he haggles what? first. <laughs> uh, he haggles. It's like, 500? No. Okay, 470? No. 470 and everything in your shop? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is this narrative? <laughs> I wouldn't even say it's disjointed. I was about to say it's disjointed, but it's not. It all flows in one direction. But the problem is that it just tangents over and over and over. Like, if this was a river, it would tributary off a billion times, but then always come back towards the main point, but still have made no progress. It'd still be essentially the same point <laughs> over and over and over. It, just, it, keeps, it, it just keeps, say, injecting nonsense into this narrative for no real reason other than, I assume padding because normally you can say you can make an argument that injecting all this stuff adds world building you can make that argument usually i don't think you can make that argument here not in good faith because this just feels so padded all the way through it just feels like they wanted to get from point a to point b but really wanted to take their time getting there. And because this does have a plot, and it seems unable or unwilling to follow that plot through to logical conclusions. <laughs> not, that it, not that it doesn't get there. I don't even know if I would go as far as to say padding, because to its credit, in like the two volumes we read, it does cover like the first six months up to the first big event. And it mm. is generally a process of he needs to get stronger or he's exiled from his family, basically. So here's yeah. how he's doing it. But yeah, it just goes in such roundabout, like convoluted loops, get there. And it's like, why can't we just... Yeah, because just... the, <laughs> the main reason we're talking about this and not the political subplot is because the political subplot is, is the driving force behind it, but still somehow mm, irrelevant. Somehow. Well, the thing is, it theoretically, it can't be relevant after what we've read because the whole political force of this is essentially we want him out of our family because he's weak as shit. Mm -hmm. But now he's no longer weak as shit. So in theory, that entire plot now falls apart. You, you also have to bear in mind, because it's based on traditional Chinese society, I guess, the idea is it's like the branch families are trying to vie for power, bear in mind. So obviously the easiest way is just get rid of the heir, in this case our main character and then, you know, the main family is basically gone 
mm-hmm. and they can move in and take the main power. But even if he's now stronger, it's like, ah, but we can still... Can't say that ever came up in there. It just sounded like we're the main family forever, and if you're shit, you're exiled. The end. Yeah, I I think what Phil's saying is more implicit based on Chinese cultural norms yeah. rather than it being an explicit mechanic of this universe. And I'm okay with that. You you probably didn't really realize it, but like some of the heads of family or the elders, they might have been called. They're, they're probably younger. from like branch families. So the point is they want their families to be higher up in the family hierarchy, if that makes sense. If you say yeah. so, to me the implication was always they were part everyone we saw was part of the head family. Or like one or two characters in the final chapter. I think the easiest way to compare it to something closer to home is those uh the elders were like governors of their own counties or states, and the main family was like the royalty or the presidency or something like that. And so they were technically in charge of everything, but if the other ones get enough support, they could supplant them. I think yeah. is the idea. Even, like They're all different clans, essentially, but one, one clan well, but is in no, they're, they're all the same clan. Yeah, I was just they're, trying to... They are all the Shao family. Is that sure. The right? I, think, I think that's the family name. Mm-hmm. Clan name. Yeah, this is this is actually going to feed into another point I was going to say. But, but, but you on. could basically you could basically just say like the elders are like his uncles, effectively. Like Im- mm-hmm. imagine it is like the monarchy, effectively. Yeah, it's it's not literally the monarchy because they're not obviously kings or anything. But you know, you've got the patriarch who is literally the head. Then you've got a main character who's his son who is the next heir. Then you've got like his uncles. Let's say they might not actually be his uncles, but for the sake of the explanation. You've got his uncles who they will never be king, as it were. But if something mm-hmm. were to happen to the heir, then all of a sudden when the king dies, well monarchy moves over to the uncle's family. Again, it's never explicitly said, but that's why in these sorts of things, people generally want to get rid of like the main character and their family. Yeah. And Another point I was going to make with that is you mentioned the not-girlfriend earlier. Kind of makes it a little bit incesty the whole time. They're step. Yeah. They're, like, she's clearly a, she's adopted, basically. Like, yeah, no, right. She, she's, mm. They're not related by blood, therefore it's totally A-OK. That's <laughs> something they learned from Japan. <laughs> she's not adopted, but she's brought into the family at a young age. Hot, totally viable sister. She's treated like family, but is technically not, because at some point she will go back to her own family. Yeah. So you have to sort of deal with those vibes the entire way through, at the very least. I could, I could deal with that, but again, that's just standard for Japan at this point. I'm just happy they're not actually related. Sure, sure. There's always that one extra step you don't want them to take, but sometimes they do anyway. <laughs> Hey, re- remember Akuma-chan flashback, Mike? Good times. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a couple of ass shots. That's about it. Okay, so the point of this whole thing, and again, is a little bit mm, iffy on the incest scale, but um, the whole driving force of the plot is this guy is the heir to his family, the leading family. He is a bit weak, and by that I mean he's doesn't have any magical powers. 
not magical magic. martial artist powers. Not, not magic, Mike. Not definitely magic. not magic. Especially no, not when they're vacuuming or throwing fire or water. It's definitely hey, not magic. You know, I can do all three of those things in real life and it's not magic. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> no, like, we, again, this is something we talked about before we started recording. It, It's like in Dragon Ball Z, Dragon how Ball Z, people yeah. can fire laser beams from their hand yeah it, it is technically not magic it is yeah. really good martial arts it is harnessing energy yes they call it do chi in this combat energy yeah it, it's uh derived from the chinese idea of chi but yeah um because he's got none of that because it all went mysteriously missing three years ago the his arranged marriage uh the family that's involved in his arranged marriage in order for him to continue leadership of the clan wants to pull out of the marriage and they essentially pull the record of Ragnarok move of like what are you chicken <laughs> and say in a year's time we'll have the coming of age ceremony which is when they get to touch the shiny boulder and see if how powerful they are and if he's so weak at that point that he's not worth your time then the marriage is off no, you've you've merged plots together. You're merging oh, okay. plots. Yeah. No. What happens is they're just done with that marriage. I don't know why they wait okay. three years to make this declaration, but they're like, we want to buy out of this marriage. Here's all our stuff, and our protagonist overhears it, and this is where it gets weird. His fiance <laughs> pulls a sword on him. He goes, <laughs> "All right," and stabs himself with her sword. Oh, yes. it missed my heart. Guess I'm not meant to die. I divorce you, even though we're not married. You can't fire me, I quit. We'll fight fight in three years for a marriage that neither of us are going to go through with, regardless. What the fuck? (laughs) He doesn't stab himself. He doesn't take the sword. He does? Stab himself. No, no, no. She is holding the sword, and he runs into Uh, it. Right. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sure. That's if, so if you want to argue weirder. the semantics, yes. <laughs> That's so much weirder. Oh, dear. <laughs> she does not stab him. In fact, right after that, she's like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why would you do that? Again, that I think this is down to a cultural thing. What, seppuku? No, no, it's, not, not no, the no, seppuku he was stabbing himself. I'm I mean, not talking is. about running himself through. <laughs> Uh, the, the the divorcing or annulling the engagement part. Yeah, yes, it's Chinese misogyny. Yes, I sure yes, but it's basically you're divorced, you're damaged goods. Like yes, it's it's basically whoever is on the receiving end of the divorce needs to get stabbed. The, sure, <laughs> uh, it basically they're considered less a lesser person. I, I, in, in one of the rare times I read the translator notes, I think that only applies to the female. No, it's it does apply to it does apply to the guys as well. It, they're, they're treated kind of differently, but they're still still the same. Well, in true form to this podcast, the main character is repeatedly called some variation of the word trash. Yeah, so human trash or just trash, straight up trash or something like that. And uh, so no one thinks very much of this guy in general. And they are somewhat surprised when he then a year later is the most powerfulest boy who ever did be. 
even though I don't think he is, but whatever. He's, he's not. Level 8 or 8th grade or whatever the fuck that means. The, the, the point is, everyone's like, wait a minute, it's only been six months since the start yes. of what we've read. And he's jumped from where he was to where he is now. My god, that's exceptional. Yes, it was an impossible task to do in a year, and then at some point they say, uh, they decided to shorten it to six months. Like, uh, all right. Again, polit- political. They're, they're, sure, trying to, sure. they're trying to oust him. So they're like, ah, if we give him less time. Yet another line of the seemingly irrelevant political undertones. It's, it's also nonsense because they're like, this is every three years. Now it's every one year, but that's in six months for some reason. Like, okay, sure. I don't think they ever said it was every year at any point. They reschedule it to every once a year, but then happens to be in six months, even though we start right. with them doing so, it. Um, um, yeah, yeah. It's all wibbly wobbly bullshit because the writing is inconsistent and incoherent as fuck. Yeah, the the, the there's no accurate timescale on this whatsoever. No. Especially because we're told over and over and over that it's impossible to gain this amount of power in that amount of time. So or if you do, you need like really high quality ingredients and he just doesn't get those ingredients. So he essentially just gets lucky over and over and over. And it just doesn't really endear you towards anything happening because you can't keep track of the timeline or anything that's going on or the speed at which things are happening. Because when you watch a training montage in your standard 80s movie, it gives you some idea of how long and how much effort it takes to get to the point that they're at. And then even by the end of it, they're definitely better but they're not like world destroying laser beams out of the ass powerful. No, they're just like, I'm just a bit better at boxing now. I have higher stamina now. And it's, and which, so it feels realistic as well. When you inject unrealistic levels of power gain into an incoherent or badly written time lapse, then that equals to a chew. Oh, hey, I leveled up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's also, it's further hammered home by the introduction of another mechanic at the end after he's um, done his magical power rock sensing test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, so now we enter the challenge phase that we never mentioned before, where yeah. <laughs> any, anyone can who failed can fight a successful person, and then it's the Uno reverse card if they win, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then he one-shots the guy who fights him, and it's like, oh, okay. Sure does. With an ability that we've never had mentioned before until now, that he apparently yep. picked up at some point. Because it even goes into the minutiae of his training, of like him learning each individual ability, and we see him learn like two or three abilities over it's this It's not even consistent there. He picks up a whole bunch at one point, and then later on he's like, but I've only got the one or two abilities. It's like, <laughs> what did you do with the 20 scrolls you picked up? His master <laughs> yeah. told him, don't bother learning them, they're trash. But he's like, <laughs> fuck you, I need skills. And then the master's like, yeah. fine, here, learn this one. This is the random ghost that lives in his ring, apparently. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's, and this is all wrapped together with their weird-ass ranking system, which I hope makes more sense in a cultural context. I hope it's it does. A, it's, it's a genre thing. I, I'm sure it is, I just... It makes no sense. It could be a genre thing all at once. I don't read Bleach and not understand how the ranking works. The idea is it ties into the search for enlightenment. Mm -hmm. The idea that in order to become enlightened, it's not just in the mind, it's in the body as well. 
No, I get I that. So the idea is by training yourself to the physical peak, you'll eventually reach enlightenment, you'll live forever and all that good stuff. So explain to me how black's more enlightened than yellow. I, I get, I, I'm willing to pass that as a cultural thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a cultural thing. I just don't get why that. Like, I don't think this was, even though this has obviously been translated by people who do give a shit, I, I don't think this was intended for an audience outside of its target market at all. Like, it assumes way too much out of the reader in terms of knowledge of cultural tropes. And if you know a lot about those cultural tropes, maybe you'll get more enjoyment out of this than we did. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it is also, I would say, probably a harder one to translate anyway, because you do notice that um, even within the same chapter, so it's absolutely the same translation people, um, character names seem to change subtly. And it's like, hmm. okay. That's probably honorifics you're picking up on. They could say whatever, but, you know, if you're one translation group, you'd have one consistent name. Well, no, because it depends on who's saying it. Is the point. I mean, when the character goes from Nanlan to Nalan, it's like, yeah, come up with one consistent, please. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of this that we don't understand. And maybe that means we're completely missing the point 90% of the time. Because I really hope at this point there is a point that we're missing 90% of the time. Because, yeesh, this thing needs one. <laughs> it really needs a point. You, this doesn't. This feels like they were trying to do the whole "I must become the world's strongest" plot, but really don't know how to structure it at all. And so they keep throwing in random elements that they think might be fun to to look at or fun moments to see, but no connective tissue between them. And this is an example of this is like the whole market pot place scene in the first place where he's going haggling for materials to make elixirs to make himself more powerful. And that entire scene doesn't add anything to the plot, doesn't add anything to the characters, doesn't add anything to the world, really, apart from there is a marketplace and this is where some of the ingredients come from. That's really about it, and you could just assume that quite easily. About about the only thing you get from that is that the his not girlfriend is rich. His sister girlfriend, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the money is completely inconsistent as well across this whole thing. But whatever. Right, sure, but I can sure. Yeah, he, if he's from like the lead family, I can let slide that, that they've they've got money. It's sure, sure. Uh, it's it just doesn't ever give you anything to grapple onto uh, in terms of something you can attach yourself to and enjoy. Like I don't. I, I, I could be very wrong about this, but I'm sure this is nobody's favorite comic. Let's put it that way. I, I don't see how you could enjoy this thing long term unless it gets way better later. Well, that's the thing, because, again, Phil will be in better position to describe this than me, but it has over 300 chapters. It's got multiple anime seasons, a live-action adaptation. So clearly, people at the very least like the novel. Sure. So... Like it can't. It's it's not unpopular, is what I'm saying. I don't get it. I don't. I I'm. It, I don't get it. <laughs> it's got nothing to it. Everything that does happen, and in fairness, stuff does happen. The story does move forward, and it does change. But everything that does, you're just left sitting there thinking, I don't care. This is no stakes involved in any of this. 
you know, the only thing that's any kind of threat in this is that this kid may get thrown out of the family and that turns the entire world's political spectrum on its head. And it's like, yeah, but there's no established consequences for any of this. We don't know why any of that's bad. It's just, it just becomes a story of him rattling off mechanics like we've seen so many times and then benefiting from these mechanics. That's all it is. The rest of the stuff can just go by the wayside. And it's like somebody sat there and dictated a, an RPG rulebook to you. That's really what it feels like. And because like even RPG rulebooks, they have like sections about the lore of the world kind of thing. So that's really what it feels like. Here's a bunch of mechanics. Now here's a lore section. Now here's a bunch of mechanics. And you're like, cool, this is a game, but it's this is not a coherent story. <laughs> And I don't, and then you combine that with like the somewhat amateurish artwork. It's just, ah, I don't want to read this anymore. I was, I was constantly checking how many chapters we had left before I could stop. <laughs> it was a little bit torturous, not offensively so, but ugh. yeah. And it's, it feels weird to say that because I think, like, I didn't do the breakdown or anything, but it felt like we read probably slightly less than we usually would for like. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It felt like yes. it, yeah. It's 10 chapters of roughly 20 to 25 pages of pop, I think, which is yeah. a little less than what we usually cover. But yeah, by the end, I was like, yeah, I don't care. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not running back to read more. Did you guys read the bonus chapter at the end? 10.5. Ah, oh, yeah. tragic backstory for that girl for some reason. Yeah, that's the most character development we get in the whole thing. And it's a bonus chapter, which is meant to be optional. On the villain of the story. On the villain, yeah. <sighs> Because there is uh, villains in this, I guess. Sure, like there is, yeah. there is very few characters that make any real impact in this story. Technically, there's a villain, but it doesn't make any real difference. It's all about this protagonist. It's all about this protagonist, but because of the way they portray him, where he's kind of a brat at times, I don't mm. really care about him either. Like, If he got exiled, I'd be like, oh no, that's a shame. Also, all of the antagonists with the exception of that one guy that we talked about they're all anime girls like with the huge hair and the bajillion level power levels which you know he's gonna be better than eventually and so yeah it's it's that whole trope no there's a couple who are guys i'm just saying it's, it's a harem waiting to happen potentially potentially i mean no doubt once he is beats her in the duel in three years because i'm assuming that won't be the end I hope not. No doubt she'll be like, no, please take me back. And I say I hope not, not because I'm invested, but because this has already <laughs> gone on for 300 something chapters. And if it takes that amount of time to get to that three year mark, considering the disjointed timeline so far, that is, I'm going to go ahead and say the people reading this have Stockholm syndrome <laughs> because there's no other reason they'd still be reading it, surely. Yeah. I mean, Phil knows all about this, reading whatever. Reading Rent-A-Girlfriend. <laughs> I was going to say that, but we reference that all the time. I mean, it's the most Stockholm Syndrome one, because even Phil knows <laughs> it's Stockholm Syndrome for that one. Sure do. And Phil, do you like this? I don't mind it. Ooh, no, that's a, that's a hedgy answer for, <laughs> for Phil. That's a classic Phil 6 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's the greatest thing ever. Thank I God. I not. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would be seriously <laughs> doubting your sanity if you did that because yeesh. But, but I also don't think it's particularly bad. I don't. That's the thing. I wouldn't say it's offensively bad because we've read offensively bad. I'm not mad at it. It's not like we do where I want to throw up. Yeah, it's not like um, Minamoto where it's like, wow, this is actively dangerous. <laughs> but to use Mike's word, is that the bar? <laughs> yeah, is that the bar? Like, I don't want that to be the bar. I wanna. I want to see work out there, which has gone on for like a hundred chapters for a good reason, you know? Not because people got invested and they went, ah, fuck it, I might as well. I, I, I got bad news, buddy. Name of the show. I don't think you're going to get that. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't mean that exactly for the show. It just in general, you'd hope humanity has risen past that point. But nope. So I believe generally these sorts of stories, not talking specifically about the version we've read, Mm-hmm. Wuxia. Yeah, the, the Wuxia stories, the cultivation stories, they tend to go on for, let's say, a long ass time, to put it mildly. So, let's say, I, I read a comment around this one a couple of days ago when I was reading some stuff up, and someone was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've read up to about chapter 1500 of the novel implying there was more than 1,500 chapters, which I'm going to say probably puts it at longer than all of Lord of the Rings combined. Hmm. Just to put that into perspective. So when you're looking at an adaptation and two volumes of an adaptation of that, you're probably looking at a very, very, very insignificant amount of the story. Well, something I have noticed with the... Asian media, like stories and shows and whatever, that I have absorbed over the years versus English media, not so much British, but English language media. Yeah. The the key difference is the languages in general uh, have a different level of floweriness. Where if you were to try that in English speaking literature and media in general, people would get annoyed for purple prose. That is a different level in Asian cultures. Like the language itself is more flowery by design. So you get away with it more. There's two things I'd actually say on the back of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, Chinese in particular is apparently, let's say, well known for that. Like mm-hmm. they will use lots of little idioms in just general speech, apparently. Yeah. I'm, I am led to believe. Yeah. So, you know, you'd be having a normal conversation. It'll just be lots of idioms kind of thing. Really flowery mm-hmm. language, as you say. The other is, and we've, no- we've noticed this in other series, particularly like The Gamer, for example, is the Asian regions tend to prefer exposition, shall we say. <laughs> yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> they're, they're quite happy to be like George R.R. R. Martin, just, you know, writing three pages about a pie or something. <laughs> hey, I like pie, so I'm okay yeah, with that. But, but the point is, like, generally, in Western media, we're not fans of exposition to that extent. Yeah, we're, we're more fans of weaving exposition into a story to the point where you don't need, ever need to sit down and explain stuff. Like, the biggest cardinal sin in English media is using the phrase, as you know, 
because yeah. if the person knows it, you don't need to explain it. So you need to set your story up in such a way that you set the scene and the universe and what have you without ever explicitly saying these are the rules. Whereas it's very common in anime, especially to just have like a text scroll essentially at the beginning saying these are the rules like uh, Attack on Titan does does that all the fucking time literally just explains all of the different the city with the different walls and the titans and everything literally yeah. just explains it and then lets the story do its thing so i get that exposition is very different culturally and i also understand my original point was i understand how something could just go on longer purely based on the merits of the language existence yeah well my point there was more because of those things combined it can lead to a sort of slower pacing of the stories mm-hmm. than what we would be used to. Although, I will say, having discussed all that, this is not a thing that we really experience in this. There's not a lot of um, idioms pandering or anything I like that. I think that's possibly down to the translators, because I know there are other series I read where it's painfully obvious because they always put like little translator notes just like, Oh, what they've actually said here is this idiom, which kind of means this, but they'll put something else in the speech bubble. Right. And the problem is you get like one of those a page or something. It's like, fucking hell. <laughs> like, almost easy to just learn Chinese. My point was that uh, it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of that going on. Maybe there is, as you say, and they just translated it for you. But it does just come out as incredibly disjointed in terms of like a time scale. Like the amount of words you get for the amount of time that's passed is, or the amount of pages you get for the amount of time that's passed is incredibly inconsistent to the point of it's, there's no way that it tracks even in another language. And I know that translating is an art, not a science, but there's, there's no way, there's no, there's no way that that isn't super, incredibly disjointed even in the original language. Uh, I will say, complete side note, uh, as a, one of the few things I do know about uh, Chinese dialects, because there are multiple, that's one, another thing I yes. know, and I know that in at least one of them, and I do apologize because I don't know which one, it is apparently very, very reliant on tone of voice and the spacing of the words in the sentence. Yes. And as a result of that, a thing that people love to say about English is, you can have the word buffalo seven times in a row and it would make a perfect sense. And sure, whatever. No one says that, but sure. But apparently a very common thing in uh, one of the Chinese dialects, I think it's Mandarin, but that could be wrong, is if you have the word ma like seven times and the meaning of the sentence completely changes depending on where you breathe in the sentence or the tone of voice you have on each of the word ma. And so it's very complicated. Yeah, because uh, I did an introductory Chinese class, like a single class. Mm-hmm. So talking like an hour, basically sure. something like so. You're fluent, hours, maybe. Yeah, ba- basically fluent. Yeah. And one of the things they said is like, yeah, each little there's there's a word to say basically each little vocal syllable yeah well basically each one of those basically each sound in chinese effectively there's four or five tones i think you can use for each one 
And as Mike mm-hmm. says, depending on which tone you use on that syllable, changes its meaning. Yeah. Yeah, I, the reason why I like that sentence in particular that I was referring to is because apparently it changes meaning from something quite innocuous like I'm taking my mother to the store to something like I killed your horse, what of it? <laughs> something like that. It's like, what the fuck? It's like completely different sentences. And I've definitely butchered that, but it means something to that effect. And that's some of the difficulty that can come across when trying to translate in general. But coming back to the, the comic in general, the manhua. So manhua, manhua. Manhua, two syllables. Manhua, right. Okay. Not, not manhua. <laughs> of course, no. One. Definitely not. Chinese comics, yes. Chinese comics. Yeah, like this This doesn't work. <laughs> for me, at least anyway. Apparently it works for a whole group of people because yeesh. every time you sit here and tell me how popular one of these things are, I'm always in stunned disbelief. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I mean, there's, there's, there's a billion people in China. Some of them have to like it, Mike. <laughs> what, are you talking this is a sheer numbers game? <laughs> sheer numbers, it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so to go to your point about the time being disjointed, I think this is something we've said in some of the other series we covered, where time is just a little irrelevant to an extent. Like, they can be like, ah, two months passes, ah, a year passes, or whatever. And it's just, really, it's kind of irrelevant how much time passes. See, normally I'd be fine with that, because, yeah, normally, like, when I'm reading Bleach, it doesn't really matter if, like, a month's passed, generally. But when your very clear opening is, this event happens in X years, this event happens in yes. X months, then time does matter. Yeah. My, my point is more like, besides that aspect, the point where you've got these fixed points in time where you're saying, this event has to happen in three years. Actually, what happens within those three years is largely irrelevant. Doesn't matter if he fucks off to the other side of the world and back six times, you know? My issue of it is not so much how long it takes, but the scale of what is accomplishable within this universe, within that time. So the rules that they're setting for their universe. Because it doesn't really matter what your rules are. It can be very dumb or it can be perfectly sensible. Doesn't matter. They just need to remain consistent throughout. And when you set those rules by saying stuff like this level, this is a level 1.5 skill and this is impossible for you to learn. But then they manage to do it quite easily within what you assume is like a day. Then that completely throws the rules out. So you go, okay, so the new rules are that everyone else has a really hard time with it. But this guy finds it really hard. But this guy finds it really easy. Sorry. And then he goes back to finding it really hard again. It's that it breaks its own internal logic and it makes it so hard to follow. That's the issue. Does he? Would you say he finds anything hard in this? Everything just seems to come naturally to him. And I get we set up like three years ago, he's a prodigy and now he's lost essentially the handicap. But it's like, ah, oh, like he, he picks up skills just immediately because as far as we can see, there's no issue with learning skills in this world. And then he's also able to modify them on his own with no issues to the point where his master's like, whoa, when the fuck did you do that hot damn only very awesome super special people can do that and we've never mentioned it before or again it's the fact that the ghost master is 
well, the master of all this stuff. We've got no context for the ghost's existence whatsoever. But he's clearly like supposed to know what he's talking about. And if you assume that this guy is the master of being good at laser martial arts, then you have to assume that he knows the standard. And he's saying over and over and over that this stuff is ridiculously difficult and it's going to take him a really long time. And then he's like, oh my god, you did it quickly. Okay. Then you have to assume that that's completely out of the normal for this world. What they establish is not consistent or congruent with what they show based on the amount of time that's passing. And it's very frustrating to read. It's, it makes it feel, like I said before, like crap. <laughs> it just is a bunch of information. None of it connects. And you're being lied to all the way through in saying, no, no, it's totally coherent. It makes sense. Nope, doesn't. And it's like you're hoping we're not paying attention. And that's insulting to me, I guess. But I'm not really offended because in being offended implies that I have ever become connected to this thing in any way. Because <laughs> I can't. Offended implies investment. Yeah. They're constantly kicking the legs out from underneath any kind of investment that you could get into this by being inconsistent, having kind of boring or bad characters, completely changing the rules on a dime, and just generally not being very adept at what it's doing from a writing or artist standpoint. And it just all comes out to this, this grey mush of a story where you don't feel satisfied for reading it. Like if you see if Phil sees this as his standard six out of ten, I gotta go with like a three at best if I was being generous. Cause yeesh. <laughs> this whole thing feels hard to read because of the lack of investment, because it doesn't make sense, because I don't think anyone really cared. They just wanted to get out this mechanical system for this universe that they decided that they would just create one day and then just kept going because people kept coming back inexplicably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much agree in the, especially at Habit's Home. So for when I when I do stuff for this show, I read it through what, all the thing through once and then on the second read through, I make notes and all that so that I have more perspective when I'm noting them. And this is one of the hardest ones I've ever had to note because I'm just staying at it going, what is this sludge? Like, what, <laughs> what do I pull from this? Like, there's nothing to really pull... I can tell you what a character's doing, but I can't really pull mm. anything about the character, per se, to discuss. Like, she's super strong. Also loves the protagonist for some reason. Also kind of his sister. Let's not yeah. forget that. <laughs> Very specifically, not his sister. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I ever get the uh, inclination of anything incesty going on, I don't want people forgetting it, because it's quite easy to when everything else is kind of shit. Let's not forget that. Yeah, so, so most of my notes just end up just being like recounting things that have happened and going, that's stupid, or noting world mechanics for use in discussion rather than anything about the story specifically. So Hey, I, we've read stuff on this show that I've actually liked. So solo leveling, we read that. And that also devotes time to explaining mechanics. It does. It's not an irreparable sin to do that. I was going to say, it, it would be a weird story if you never devoted any time yeah. 
sorry, a weird story that's, you know, set on anywhere that isn't standard Earth if you didn't yes. devote time. Like, I'm, I'm not getting mad at sub-series for not explaining shit when it's just a romance story. There's nothing wrong with, inherently wrong with explaining mechanics. The problem is this thing likes explaining mechanics to the degree where the explanations are pointless because it just keeps going and adding more and more and more but in a very disjointed way and then it never does anything with them like we've explained a whole lot of stuff which does not become relevant and i have to assume doesn't become relevant for a good while yeah the worst offender and i'm glad i found my own because i knew it was one that reminded me of this this will probably be a big thing down the line, but in one line in passing, he mentioned the protagonist mentions that he has two sets of memories. This never That's comes because up because he was Issachar, Sean. <laughs> Is it? Sure. So, yes. Don't believe because that. Because he was Issachar, he has his memories from Earth. Okay, if you say so, buddy. <laughs> Told you it's an Issachar. <laughs> you can say that all you want. Well, it is because that's that's the only time it's mentioned. I that I remember. Yeah, it's, it's just like uh, why is that even a lie? Why, like, to remind cause... you, it's an isekai, Sean. You know what? Remind you know what would tell me outright it's an isekai? Anything to do with isekai? <clears throat> Straight up says he's come from another fucking universe, Sean. <laughs> Can't get any more explicit. At least we can agree that if it is indeed an isekai, it's completely it is. irrelevant. Yes, no, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree, we agree on, on that. that. Because, yeah, like, I've got two sets of memories. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it clearly affects nothing. It's like, okay, it would be somewhat relevant if, like, I have these other memories. I don't know where they came from, but it's of me training in a kung fu school. I don't know what the word for dojo is in Chinese, but, yeah, a kung fu school. It's like, okay, that would make some sense. It would give some insight into why he's... Like, such a prod prodigy, because, you know, he's got some insight. Nope, don't care. I have memories. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. We all have memories, dude. Like, yes, <laughs> I, I fully accept that the Iskai aspect is irrelevant. As you say, it's not even him going, oh man, sure, it's a good thing I learned Kung Fu when I was back on Earth, and now I'm yeah. hot shit. <laughs> it would it's just, make no, I'm, sense I'm to me if you were to just say that someone literally just said, that's cool and all, but make it an isekai. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, I'll just, the author's just like, I'll just add two pages. There you go. It's an isekai now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but no, somewhere further in the story, we need to like reference an isekai. I have two sets of memories. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, it never comes up. Is, is say irrelevant? Maybe I'm forgetting something. It's 300 chapters. What? Quite no, possibly. you f you forget something about this very memorable story that I definitely I'm currently blocking out of my mind as we're talking about it. <laughs> no. I mean, is is there anything to remember about the story that isn't just world mechanics? He got stabbed with sword because uh, he wanted a divorce instead of because he's fatalistic. But I guess that never comes up again either. He's not even fatalistic. He just then why would he stab himself? Prove a point. I don't know. <laughs> For the crack. For the crack. Yeah. For the drama of the scene, Sean. Like he's clearly not fatalistic because he's smiling the whole time he does it. He's not like life is not worth living anymore. No, he just 
He just does it to prove a but point. You don't shiv yourself if you he know. Does. Clearly, you want to keep you, you're doing these kind of stories because <laughs> you're like, "Fuck you, I'm still alive." And these kind of stories are wrong, Phil. There you go, I said it. <laughs> it really is a "fuck you, I'm still alive." <laughs> that, that, that is literally it. It's just like, "Fuck you, I didn't die, I win." It missed his heart, so he's fine. So uh, nothing else important in the chest then. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's just fine. All right, cool. Oh, he's coughing up blood. That's a bit. Oh no, it's fine. He's writing a. Bill of Divorce. Yes. Oh, God, he does that as well. He writes a Bill of Divorce using his own coughed-up blood on his sleeve or something. Yes. Perfectly legibly. Oh, it missed my heart. Well, you were aiming it, buddy. <laughs> that is probably the dumbest scene in this whole thing. It's also the only one that's really worth talking about, uh, which is no, sad. No, I want to give it... It got one joke that I liked and got a laugh out of me. Which is when he's uh, with the um, rival family person from a while back with the woodcore stuff that we mentioned way in the episode. Because yes. mm-hmm. at the one point, that guy's essentially going, ah, oh, because um, his not-girlfriend showing up, ah, oh, look at you, hiding behind a woman. Why don't you fight me like a man? And he's like, so let me get this straight. You, the 21-year-old, want to pick a fight with me, a 15-year-old kid. <laughs> you you want to beat up children, is that, is that what you're yes. going for, buddy? And I'm like, okay, that's a... That's a good joke. He's like, dude, dude, this is this is a manga. What the fuck? You're not supposed to point that out. <laughs> that's <laughs> like that's, that's a good joke. It's yeah, I the, suppose. The one and only. But you know, everyone gets one. <laughs> sure. Broken clock is right twice a day, kind of thing. I did uh, twice. You're giving this two good jokes. Damn, steady on. I'm just saying the idiom, man. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not using it as a. As a citation. See, you're getting into the manhua spirit now as well. You're using <laughs> Yes, idioms. I am. I'm fully fledged manhuaman. Oh. <laughs> this is this was a rough read. Like, do you still read this, Phil? Yes. Ugh. My respect for you drops every episode. Mike, he still reads <laughs> most of what we've covered. I know, that's why it drops every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Like every time, it's like there's a glimmer of hope. I'll respect you a little bit more. Do you still read it? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> swing and a miss. Because I don't get it. Like it's, it's not offensive. It's not insulting. It's grey sludge, and in art form, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. I mean, with the the cover, help. Like I don't have character blindness. I guess to cover things we usually cover. But that's because it's in color. The backgrounds are kind of all right because they're in color. <laughs> like, let's put it this way: the art is kind of amateurish. It's amateurish, but the fact it's in color does help at least with coherency. Imagine if it wasn't in color. <laughs> oh Jesus, I can't. No. <laughs> yeah, if if it wasn't in color, it definitely would be a bit. Oof. It's amateurish in spite of the boost it gets from being in color. <laughs> so yeah, you go. I did say it to Sean. I know Sean said he checked out himself. Like it does, it does improve. Like not leaps and bounds, but it looks competent at least. Like it's not like for people who've read questionable content. It's not like the massive leap that goes from strip <laughs> one to strip. No, five but to be it. fair, I don't think you've got that much room to go no, for that kind of improvement. Sure. It's essentially it's a refinement of his style, so it no longer looks bad. Yeah, it's, it's no longer say. rough around the edges. 
it's not quite as cartoony in places as it can be. Yeah, it probably doesn't help that a lot of the expressions, in the, at least especially in the first chapter, are very goofy and silly, and that doesn't really help with getting you involved in it at the start. Mm. I would say this thing does you no favors at any point during this. That's run. sure, sure. <laughs> but like, it can't. It calms its expressions down after a few chapters, at the least. Too bad it replaces them with mechanics. <laughs> True. But hey, he ha- he has a loving dad. How many of the series we've read can we say that about? Not a mother, though. Not a complete parental unit. No, his mother's dead, but... You yeah. You've got to have at least one dead one. Yeah. Preferably both. Preferably. I mean, yeah, his, he does have a loving father who buys him a training potion that never gets mentioned again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like right at the end of what we read, bear in mind. It's also another, yet another diversion from the plot. It's not even really worth doing going into detail. It's just... There's an auction house, and he buys a training potion for a ridiculous sum of money because he likes his son and he wants him to succeed. That's it. That That's pretty much the entire crux of the scene. Yeah. Yeah, but the point is, it's the training potion he made that he was selling to get money to get ingredients to make a better training potion. Uh, sure. So he, he was there in his wicked awesome disguise of just... Uh, a, a cloak. ...over every... <laughs> bit of skin and no one oh, knows no no he disguised his voice to look like to sound like he an old man sound like an old man yes did do that as well i suppose even though he uh, didn't do anything else apart from just wearing just a head to toe cloak yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah 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 it, it, yeah i forgot what yeah. this one was yeah i mean that's what <laughs> happens when you read this your brain just falls <laughs> no, out that's just what happens get. when i told it to you guys <laughs> no nah, that bit's getting cut definitely my point <laughs> no you've pavlonianly <laughs> combined talking to us with the dead brain syndrome you get when reading manga no it's not just like uh, it's not worth arguing with you fuckers <laughs> <laughs> is it ever <laughs> no that's kind of my point episode what 40 something now <laughs> 40 i think sean this said is 40 yeah yeah the big 40 well, I'm. Uh, I mean, I barely had anything to say in the first place. That's the thing. <laughs> There's so little to say about this in general. Like, it is legitimately becoming harder and harder to be nice to these things, and just mentioning stuff in general is like, ugh. I'm. I can't wait till we do the next one of these, and I pick like just about anything else because it'll be worse. <laughs> I promise you. Promise if this you. is the apex of manhua, I'm not going to say it's China's the apex. fucked. <laughs> no, I'm not. Sp- I'm speaking specifically around the Wuxias rather than manhuas. I would honestly, out of sheer curiosity, love to see like a, a like a line graph of this entire series that we're doing. Uh, right. So the entirety of Trash Manga Friends, where like if we scored everything like out of a hundred, and then we just like as we're doing it, and then just watch how our opinions on these things change over time like you got a couple of good ones and then you got a couple of like zeros and then a couple of that like negative 50 because we realized zero was too kind i'd love to see that i wouldn't say this was negative 50 i would say this is a three out of ten <laughs> maybe i mean sure we have become more jaded over time i don't deny <laughs> that but i would also argue this is pretty like yeah. it's not in the god awful trash section but you know mm-hmm. it's bad 
this isn't in the burn it section. This is this in isn't the... sitting out. Yeah, this isn't hanging out with Minamoto and Redo. This is just like maybe don't, maybe don't. <laughs> All that being said, uh, I, I'm looping back to it again. I'd probably say it's the worst artistically of anything we've covered. Yeah, definitely mm. down there with some of them. I couldn't. I I tried to think about this earlier when I was reading it. I can't think of anything I would say artistically worse. Problem I have is I can never remember what we've covered. <laughs> Fair. I find it hard to believe we've not covered worse art. I don't think we have. We had some shakyish ones at the start, like um, like quite in the beginning, like uh, the, the ethics one had weird art. That was stylistic. It had some stylistic stuff, but it was still competent. Are you saying this is worse than the gamer? Yes. Oof. Yeah. It, Oof. That's rough. That that's a hot take. We've read ones which are just like hard to look at because it just becomes like a a pile of oozy. Fleshy well, that's the thing. Stuff. Like you say, you're on about stuff like Pooper, but I didn't yeah, like yeah. Pooper. So like Pooper did sometimes descend into flesh blobs and all that. But yeah, I... yeah I'm I'm not going for. Oh, this is just messy. No, it's just bad. Like technically the worst. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll give you like on a technical level, this is probably the worst. I I remember those early chapters of Gamer. They they were not great. They weren't great, that is true. I'm not holding Gamer up as the bar of art. <laughs> Let's make my, that my clear. My point is, I would, I would say the art of this is better no. than those early chapters of Gamer. To me, no. Anyone, anyone have anything else? Oh, fuck no. Fuck no, oh. yeah. <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> Let me leave. Before you can leave, Mike, you have to answer the questions free. Would you read more? Would you buy this series if it gets licensed or released over here? And would you watch the anime slash live action adaptations? God, no. Definitely no. Most probably not, because why the hell would I? <laughs> In that order. Uh, it's, it's just not really worth any time. Like I, I, I said earlier in this episode... If you know more about general Chinese culture and you're a fan of the genre and you can understand a lot of these side points implicitly without it needing to be explained in any way, shape or form, maybe you'd enjoy this more. The fact that you say like however many people read this, lots of people, the fact that this many people read it and it's been going this long implies that there's clearly an audience for this. So maybe if you're in that audience, you'd enjoy it. I am not in that audience. I, However, the difference here is whenever I see something like A Slice of Life, which I'm also not in the target audience for, I can at least look at it and say, I get it. Not for me, but I get it. This, I don't get it. I don't. like. There must be something major I'm missing because I don't understand how this could be still going and still have an audience apart from the fact that maybe it's someone's passion project and they're not getting paid for it, they just want to keep doing it. That's the only thing that makes sense to me, and I know that's not the case. So, yeah, not for, certainly not for me, most likely not for you either, unless you're like already really into this shit, in which case I don't think it matters what my opinion is. <laughs> you're going to read it anyway. So, yeah, maybe give this one a miss in all forms. Yeah, the only... For me, the only way I could see that the turnaround would be is that at some point they run out of mechanics to explain, <laughs> so have to do the story. 
Nah. And presumably it would pick up at that point. Well, I know for a fact there's never going to run out of mechanics simply because <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Even Yu-Gi-Oh! In, in, uh, introduced card games on motorcycles. Like, you could always jump the shark. Yeah, but that's like, a, they introduced that and then that's a whole, like, hundred <laughs> episodes or more with those <laughs> mechanics. Like, they're not introducing new mechanics in every single episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Unless, like, the closest you get to that is, I play this card, let me explain what this card does. Yeah, I'm just saying it's doable, is all. Yeah. That's sure. That's sure. <laughs> I yeah, no, I've like God no am I reading more of this or buying it. Jesus no. It's piss poor. Yeah, I don't like the art, as I've already made clear. The writing's pretty poor. I don't care about the characters because none of them are endearing or interesting or have any depth whatsoever. The writing is both manages to be contradictory and be like, oh hey, let's bring up this idea and mechanic and then Never mention it again, at least in what we read. Which, yeah, like, in which case, why mention it? I think we said this in the game episode as well. Why mention it if it's not going to come up at that point or in the near future? So, yeah, it's overloaded with mechanics. It just, I don't see why you would waste your life reading this utter drivel. In terms of watching it, no interest in the anime because I assume it'll fall into the same pitfalls. The live action, which I think is based off the core novel and has a fixed number of episodes and hasn't come back for more seasons. Maybe in that case, because if you streamline this a lot, I've said this before on other things, when you streamline it and you have that more overall perspective, maybe there's a chance they can pull something more coherent out of it. And I admittedly don't watch a lot of, well, Asian drama at all, be it from China, Korea, uh, Japan or elsewhere. And since I believe this is one of the more popular recent Chinese sea dramas, I guess, I think is the term. Maybe there's something here that I'm missing that could be realized in a televised format, which certainly isn't realized here. After all, it's not like you're going to have an art problem when they're all real humans. No, you'll probably just have to deal with CG fights. That's sure, but I've, I've seen terrible CG anime. I can mm. deal with that at this point. <laughs> I've watched sure. Netflix anime. So, yeah, I don't get me wrong. It's not at the top of my list. There's a whole bunch of uh, different dramas from Asia that I'd much rather check out first before this. But I could, there's maybe something in that which wouldn't exist in the Manhua version of this. But uh, Phil, you do, you do keep on reading, as it were. So I guess, um, why? And then if it did get released over here, would you buy it? And would you be interested in watching anime slash live action versions? I would not buy it. I'd be interested to see the live action version. Just to see what it's like. Mm -hmm. See how it do. I mean, you, you didn't answer the first question. Well, why? First question. What, why? <laughs> oh, because I'm not a little bitch like you two. Oh! <laughs> Like, uh, you complain, oh my god, there's a million mechanics. There's like three things. And they're dead simple. Okay, so if there's three things, why do they keep explaining them? They don't keep explaining them. They explain them once. Nah, they explain all of them. Nah. Forever. That's nah. all they do. Nah. <clears throat> there you are, Phil in his delusional fantasy land where this is a good <laughs> series. It's not. Don't read it. It's fine. 
You, I, well, I've asked you why, and you've gone, you're wrong. <laughs> That's it. That's not a reason to care. <laughs> no, you're saying it's bad. You guys keep saying, like, oh, it's terrible because it keeps doing all this, that, the other. And it's like, it really doesn't. So then why do you like it? Because, because it hits all the things I like, Sean. I like fantasy. I like action. I like drama. What more do you want me to say? A character you're interested in, a plot point that enthralls you, a world system that you're like, oh, this is really cool and neat. Yeah, why not? It's different to Japanese manga. It's Chinese societal combat and politics, Sean. Very little of either of those, but sure. At the moment, yes, but more so later. I can believe in 300 chapters it at least touches on that a bit more. Let me put it this way. It's called Battle Through the Heavens. There'd be combat. Yeah, I believe that it does kick up a bit later on. The problem is, we are reading the first two volumes, and I don't think that it's fair to ask someone to commit to something if the first two volumes are trash. And it's so, I don't think it's fair personally. I don't think it's fair to say, yeah, it's worth it if you just stick with it for however long. Yeah, but I'm also saying it's not trash in those first two volumes, Mike. Yeah, well, that's where the opinions lie, I guess. Well, there you go, then. That's our opinions on uh, Mahua. But if you want to hear Mike's opinions in general, where can they check that out, buddy? On some kind of streaming service, perhaps? Uh, they can check me out at twitch.tv slash berserkro, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. And they can check me out on Twitter at the same name, berserkro, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. I was about to say watch play at the moment. This goes out in a month, so who knows? I, <laughs> at the time of recording this, I'm not really playing anything. Just um, playing whatever I feel like at the time. I'm hoping in about a month's time, I'll be playing uh, The World Ends With You. Probably. I don't know. We'll figure that part out when we get there. Either way, fun, fun, it's always a fun time, regardless of what Mike's playing. And hey, uh, if you tune in, you might get to see me and Phil on there as well, playing Among Us or Golf with Friends or other fun stuff. Ah, uh, yes, I'm I'd say Gloomhaven, but you finished that now, so we actually finished a two and a half year long game of Gloomhaven. Yeah, Phil, buddy, old pal. Hi. If you could learn a martial art, what would you learn? Uh, I don't fucking know. Yeah, let's learn MMA. That that's a martial art, right? It's like all of them. Technically, yes. Technically, it is. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. I'll learn all of them. Still would learn MMA, Damn. implying I'd do any exercise. Huh. So what you want to learn is an hour of sweaty dick punching. <laughs> I mean, really? Why? Is, why isn't that just like lesson number one? It basically is. <laughs> now I'm imagining Trash Manga Friends does CrossFit. Okay. <laughs> That's a horrifying sight right there. <laughs> Which one dies first? Okay, I'd say it's me, but I feel I like know. I'd be the first to give up. So I, I think it might be Phil who falls before you. I mean, you know, Phil has been to the gym. For, I can quite happily exercise. <laughs> I just choose not to. I have been to the gym once. <laughs> but, but Mike has good stamina, so... I do Are you saying I good stamina? Uh, yes. Oh, I'm fucking rude. That is me, the rudest. And if you want to check out my rude content, follow me at SlazerKing, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G. Well, what if I want to check out your lewd content? Then follow me at TrashMangaCast to be notified the moment a new episode goes live. 
And hey, maybe there'll be some loot content in that one. You can subscribe to the podcast on all your various podcast services, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn. So don't forget to like, follow, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, share the links, all that good stuff. And that way you will be notified the moment our next episode goes live. So Phil, what can they look forward to as we uh, enter our 40s in the podcast? Oh God, we're 40. Uh... feel like it. Well, you know what? We had so much fun arguing about if this was an isekai or not. So why not just do an isekai? Because clearly we're missing it. We've never done one of those before. Never done one of those before. Do you know what? We actually have never done one of these before because it's a sci-fi isekai. A sci-fi isekai. I made this joke before and you both got really mad at me. (laughs) How dare you steal my joke? I don't How remember you making dare. this joke, but it would have been because it wasn't a sci-fi series you were doing it with, Mike. <laughs> imagine dare. if I cut Mike's outrage and was like, great joke, Phil. Top tier. 10 out of 10. <laughs> like 10 out of 10. Like, oh, <laughs> why don't you do stand-up? This is how we get cancelled, because I go on a rant about this. Because you're secretly recording it and you're like, here, look at what they're doing. Look at these joke thieves. <laughs> Yes, next time we're going to do a sci-fi isekai as we read Mezumetaro Saikyo Sobito Uchusen Mochi Datanode Ikudate Mezashita Yohei Toshita Ju Ni Ikitai. That was awful pronunciation. <laughs> you, did, you did good. Awful pronunciation. But that's what we're reading. Do you maybe want to tell people in English just so they can look it up a bit easier? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, what a, what a lovely guy. It's Reborn as a Space Mercenary. I woke up piloting the strongest starship. That's what we'll be covering in episode 41. Why you got to coddle our listeners, Sean? And if you want to, like, buy it, Seven Seas have released it, so you could buy it before we cover it next time. I know, right? How dare they read for us? Only we are allowed to read manga. That's why we're the trash manga friends and you're a listener. It's more spoiling the fact it's licensed, but sure. <laughs> well, spoilers! Don't Google it, folks. Just sit there and wait for the next episode. Just in the dark. Don't do anything. Just sit there for two weeks. Don't go to school. Don't go to your job. Don't like go to bed or anything. Just sit waiting expectantly for two weeks.